Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 40 of the Stepping Up podcast. Uh, As in my introduction, I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I'm excited to have you here with me. Before we get started on today's topic, which is going to be about... um, what to do when someone pushes your buttons, when you're triggered, when somebody sets you off, when you're feeling disrespected. Um, and I'm talking about this because I went, you know, was dealing with this uh, this weekend and dealing with some things. And, um, you know, we learn from experiences that happen to us and we learn those lessons. And I'm in the process of learning a lesson. So I'm just going to share it with you, share with you not full details of what happened or what is going on, but share you with you enough and then share with you what I did to work through that or because I'm not completely worked through it, but how I'm working through it and the things I did to get through it. So um, hold on a minute before I get into um, the meat of what we're going to be talking about today because I wanted to share with you something really, really exciting that's coming up uh, in the month of June, uh, which is next week. I hope everybody had an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Uh, We had beautiful weather up here in Pennsylvania. Um, But June is like literally right around the corner and I've got really, really exciting things coming up. I'm going to be relaunching, reopening up, opening up the doors to my Stepping Up Mastermind, my mastermind for the working mom, um, because we all need a village and having a village actually around you, physically around you, most people don't have. I live an hour from my in-laws and an hour from my parents. We're very much here in a space where um, our village is small. It's very teeny tiny. So I've come to really lean on in these times of virtual villages. And I've got virtual villages for business mentorship and all sorts of things. So this Stepping Up Mastermind, it's not um, a class. It is literally like your working mom village. And it's like-minded working moms coming together to learn, to grow, and to support each other. And before I open the doors to that, I'm hosting a masterclass on how to work and enjoy the summer with your kids at the same time. And this is especially going to be pertinent to those of you who work part-time, are cutting back hours for the summer, are teachers and going to be home for the summer, and really helping you figure out a way to manage your schedule so that you're still getting work done 
and you're enjoying the summer with your kids, your kids don't become zombies to the TV and to technology, and you also don't become a zombie or tied to your phone trying to get work done. But it's so I want to teach you how to manage and understand your time and your effort so that you're getting the most work done that you can and you're enjoying the summer with your kids. So I'm sharing this with you because last summer was my first summer home with my kids where I was working from home and trying to get stuff done and being home with them and being home with them was was truly a dream for me to kind of have this life of being home in the summer with them. And I I just made the most of it. I was planning and I was executing and I was figuring it out. And I'm going into the summer. I want to make sure I don't get lazy. I don't want to get lazy with our time. I don't want to get lazy with our schedule. I want to take what I did last year and build on top of it. So I'm teaching you, sharing with you what I did last year to truly get work done. I was so successful in getting work done. I had a lot of meetings. I was getting work done from home, but then also really enjoying the summer with my kids. I did all of the things we wanted to do. We didn't sit and stare at the TV. We went to the pool. We went to the park. We, and I just made the most of it. And it was the most amazing summer. And I just want to, I don't want to repeat that. I want to make this summer better. So I'm going to teach you everything I did last year and what I'm looking to change and do for this year so that you can do the same for you and your kids this summer. So if you work from home or you have an altered schedule for the summer or Again, you're a teacher and you're going to be home this summer and you just want to, you know, you still have work you need to do, but you also want to enjoy the summer with your kids and you don't want to all of a sudden it be August, mid-August and you're like, crap, we didn't do anything we intended to do. I didn't get any of the work I needed to get done. And then you're scrambling before the school year starts. I don't want you to be there. So join me in the masterclass. It's going to be um, the end of June. All the details will be out in the next few days. So just if you're not on my email list, send me a DM, send me a message uh, on Facebook, send me an email, uh, DM me on Instagram or Facebook, and I will get you uh, on the email list so that you know as soon as registration opens uh, for this masterclass, which I'm really, really super excited about. Um, And then also super excited to be um, reopening the doors to the mastermind. And I've got some really fun changes from the last time that I did it. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. So if you are feeling a little lonely, a little exhausted, a little bit burnout, join the masterclass and then look into joining us in the mastermind because uh, I promise you, you won't be lonely and you won't be alone and you will have a group of women learning, growing, supporting you all along the way in the mastermind. But anyway, more details on that coming soon. I want to dive into the meat of today's podcast, which is what to do when someone pushes your buttons, when you're triggered, um, when people really kind of literally like poke at you. And then all of a sudden in our house, we kind of (laughs) call it like pterodactyl, like, you know, somebody pokes at you and you just kind of turn around and you're like, and you just kind of like literally spill your guts everywhere and just scream and yell and you're you have no control over your actions or your emotions like you're just supercharged so what to do when you get to these moments so we had a moment like that over the weekend we had some things that were happening um uh, with folks in our neighborhood we were having some issues some concerns that had been building over the last few weeks and it kind of escalated this weekend and my buttons were pushed (laughs) my buttons were pushed And I ended up uh, screaming and yelling and um, 
just not acting in a way in front of my children, not acting in a way that I would have liked them to see. So I really struggled after it happened of, A, it felt really good to stand up for myself, to kind of make a statement um, that people weren't, you know, that people weren't expecting of like, oh crap, we weren't expecting that to kind of come out of her. And that's what happens when, when even your kids or your husband kind of poke and prod at you and you're like, I, I, I've got like, you know, no patience whatsoever. And they keep poking, they pe- keep poking. And then you just, you just totally blow up. That's what it was. I just kept getting poked, 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 poked. And I just blew up and it didn't feel good, but at the same time it did. And, and I really struggled that night with, well, it felt really good that I was able to do that and stand up for myself. But was there another way that I f- could have handled that um, better or could have done things differently? So this is where I really toyed with like, what um, what could I have done? And I truly, you know, understand um, and have realized that we get our biggest lessons from our own experiences. So we can read about things, we can listen to podcasts like this, but it's not until we're able to take the things that we're reading and learning about and put them into action where we truly get the lesson because then you have the experience. So then when that experience happens again, you've learned the lesson and you have a little bit more armor and a little bit more knowledge to take that action in a different way to say, oh, I learned because I didn't like what happened before. I want to do it differently next time. Uh, So we learn from our experiences. And then the more we experience things, the more we learn or the easier certain responses get that feel, you know, good to us or aligned with how we want to feel and what we want to do. So, so what I did is that night, um, it actually wasn't until the next morning. So that night I was like, I didn't want to, I wanted to get a good night's sleep. I was absolutely exhausted. I had a really busy day on Friday. Um, then Saturday, everything kind of went down and it was stressful and my heart was racing and all these emotions. So what I did is really looking to, I'm going to give you a list of things um, and then I'll kind of go, uh, yeah, I'll read all through the list and then I'll kind of go through each one and just give a little brief uh, description of kind of what I did. But really looking at when someone pushes your triggers, you have a reaction And then after that reaction, you start to think, was there another way I could have done this? Is there another way I can handle this in the future? Here's what I did. Focusing on the positives. Um, If it's a situation or a person, if it's at work or at home or whatever it is, focusing on the positives, whether it's around the situation or the person that's triggering you, or it's just saying, let me look at something completely different in my life and focus on positives and be grateful for things. So gratitude is a practice I will praise up and down, left and right. It has so much benefit to your emotional well-being, your health, your physical health, your mental health of just having a, a gratitude practice and really able to bring yourself into a space of gratitude to say, I'm grateful for. And when you do that, you start to feel the emotions. Um, walking away, number two is walking away from the situation. Uh, when a situation starts to escalate, rather than sitting and continuing to literally throw fuel on the fire, or as I like to say, poke the dragon, to just walk away is sometimes the best thing to do to gather yourself. That is not a good space to uh, interact with somebody from when you're in that high stress, high emotional state. Number three is Uh, this is personal for me, so I don't know if this is for all of you, but not running away and hiding. 
uh, my instinct when bad things happen or when I get triggered is to ignore it completely and run away and hide and pretend like it didn't happen. So that's very personal uh, to me, but it may also apply to you. Uh, Number four was meditation, Uh, was taking time to ground myself, to get into a different headspace, to feel different things within my body. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five, I was feeling the emotions in my body, was connecting with how I was feeling. And not just the emotions of I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed, I'm upset, whatever those emotions were, but actually feeling them physically within my body. Where do I feel those emotions? And I'll go into that. Uh, Number six was journaling. I woke up the following day and I just journaled. I had to get it all out of my head, um, but I also had to sleep on it. Um, And I guess it'd be number seven, if I kind of lost count, was to let go of control and ask for guidance. So I kind of went through them real briefly. I'm going to go through them one by one and spend a little bit of time on each one and kind of share with you what I did in those moments, how it happened. And this pretty much is the order um, that as the event and the situation escalated, this is pretty much what I did. So you could kind of go down a line and say, this is what I did. Uh, actually, one and two were different. I walked away from the situation first. Um, but this is really what I did. So walking away from the situation. When you're being triggered and you are put into a high stress, high emotional state, you're not thinking clearly, you're purely acting out of instinct and no good can come from that high emotional state. No good. You're not going to be able to have a rational conversation with somebody when you're in that high stress state. The best thing to do is to just walk away and that's what happened. So I yelled, I screamed, I got all upset and then I stopped. And I was like, done. I'm not conversing. I'm not having any more conversation. I actually walked away, had a drink of water, and then went back and continued um, playing with my kids. And I was like, that's it. I'm just not going to. And I just ignored. So I didn't actually physically walk away from the situation, but I just ignored it. And I put myself in a space where I went, I'm not going to converse. I'm not going to say anything back because I knew it was not going to be good. It was not going to be in a good space. So I've got to understand, and this is not something typical for me. So I'm very high emotion where if I, because as I said before, I tend to run away and hide when somebody continues to poke at me because I've built it up for so long and because I've, I've hid for so long from whatever was bothering me and I've never had that conversation. It just comes out in very, very high Uh, emotions. So for me, it was walking away was the best thing I could do because I was going to continue to be angry. And that's something I've learned to do. This is not something I've learned to do overnight, but learned to do over years of just understanding myself and understanding my emotions. And a lot, a lot of this work has really come in with the last, within the last year um, since leaving work. Uh, Because when I was at my old job, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of this where I was just in this high emotional state and I couldn't get myself to a space where I could have a rational conversation with somebody. I just wasn't there. I wasn't in the space to have a rational uh, conversation. Okay. I'm going to have to pause because I have my son down here for a second. So pause and I will be back. Okay, so I'm back. Uh, Real life here, people. I don't typically record my podcast at night. I typically record them uh, during the day. And 
Usually my brain doesn't work as night. But anyway, I wanted to get this out to you guys. Uh, it's Memorial. It's Monday Memorial Day um, in the night. But I wanted to make sure I got this out to you guys on a Tuesday. Anyway, I was talking to you guys about how I would be in such a high emotional state that I couldn't have a rational conversation with somebody. And this happened a lot when I was at uh, my old job before I left. I was going through so many emotions. So many things were happening. I couldn't gather the right thoughts together. Like I just, I literally like couldn't string a sentence together. And someone would ask me how I was feeling and I pretty much couldn't describe it. It was so hard for me. But this is kind of where I was uh, the other day. And I was just, I was frustrated and I was mad. But I had known because I have learned and I've practiced and I've been in these situations and been in situations that didn't go well and learned from them. Again, we learn the lessons from our experiences that as soon as it happened, I went, this isn't how I want to act. This is not what I want to how to do. I'm going to walk away. Um, and engaging was only going to fuel the fire. It was only going to make things worse. And I did not want to go there, especially with my children in front of me. So then, um, uh, the next thing I did was trying to focus on the positive. And this wasn't immediately. This was a few hours later after the incident happened because I had to calm myself down and get myself into a space. But one of the things I did next was just focusing on the positive, like what's happening in and around my life that's going really well. Like what can I be grateful for? What can I be thankful for? And that's, I sat in that space and I was like, I'm thankful for here. I'm going to share with you what I'm thankful for. Uh, still thankful for because I'm able to record this podcast on my phone that I lost on Saturday. And I lost my phone because I left it on the back of my car when I went to go grocery shopping on Saturday morning. Worst fear. Left my phone on the back of my car. Uh, I didn't realize it. So I was gone for probably about an hour and a half, got home and was just like, wait, where's my phone? And as soon as I pulled in the driveway, I remembered I was using it. Uh, I was leaving somebody a message and I had to tuck, uh, not tuck, buckle one of my kids into the car. And I put the phone down on the trunk of my car and left it there. And I, as soon as I pulled into the driveway, I was like, oh no. And I ran into the house and there it was sitting on the kitchen table. And I was like, oh, phew, like that's weird. I wonder, whatever. I wasn't going to ask questions, like whatever. And then a little while later, my husband's like, hey, maybe like 15, I brought all the groceries in and stuff. He was out doing yard work and I went out to talk to him and tells me this great story about how uh, my phone uh, was found by a neighbor of ours, uh, like down the road, in the middle of the road, down the street from our house uh, and not close down the street, like, you know, pretty decently down the street, had fallen off my car. Nothing was wrong with it. Completely intact. Nobody had run it over like true blessing, like so many blessings for, uh, the neighbor that found it, um, for bringing, you know, that, that somebody found it, that was kind enough to help find who owned the phone. And then my husband ran out and met her to get there. The husband met her to get the phone. And it was just, you know, just so thankful. And then it was funny, these neighbors ended up living. So they found my phone, you know, kind of a few blocks from the house, but they end up living, you know, a few doors down from us. So, so anyway, so my husband tells me the story. So I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to find gratitude, it's going to be for the fact that I have my phone, that it was found intact, all those big things. So that's what I am still so grateful for that. Uh, and if you want to think of synchronicities, uh, my husband took the dog for a walk on Saturday night and then ended up running into their house, running into them. They were, uh, them and a few friends were outside their house and they invited them in, uh, 
to hang out, to have a beer with them, all because uh, they had found my phone and then they had met and talked. And uh, so otherwise, I don't think they would have said, hey, come in and have a drink with us, not knowing who he was. And then we ended up seeing them uh, on Sunday at another neighbor who invited us to their barbecue. So um, potentially new friendship blossomed, who knows, but so many synchronicities that happened. So, so much to be grateful for. But Finding those positives when you're in a negative situation, when you're dealing with uh, somebody who's very negative or somebody who's really pushing your buttons and really triggering you, either finding positives outside of, you know, them in the situation to just bring you back to that emotional state. Because just thinking about those things you're grateful for um, realigns your emotional state and brings you to a place of peace and calm. Or if you're really daring, thinking about positives about that other person. Um, and this works really well when you're mad at your spouse uh, or even your children when they piss you off or a family member of like, God, he's such a jerk or like such an asshole today. And you're like, but you know what? This is what I do love about him. Um, these are the positives that I do uh, think about this person. So depending on the person that may or may not work, but it is one way to really if it's somebody that you're close to and somebody in your family, especially if it's your spouse, if you're mad at them or if they've done something that's really triggered you to think about the things that you do love about them, that you are grateful for in them. So those are really, really great things to just help bring you back to a different emotional state. And that's what I did. Um, so I walked away from the situation. I found the positives. I found gratitude. And then I decided to not run away and hide, to not just ignore what was happening, um, and I have written down here, focusing on my needs and ignoring those of others. Um, honestly, I don't know why I wrote that down, but I'm going to say it again. Maybe somebody uh, listening needs to hear it, but, um, focusing on my needs and ignoring those of others. And maybe it'll come to me why I wrote that down, but not really running away and hiding. Oh, maybe this is why. Uh, this is fun when you journal, by the way, sometimes you go back and reread it. You're like, why in the world did I write that? But Brain dump journaling is awesome. I'll get to that in a minute. But focusing on your needs. So I had to spend time focusing on what I wanted, what I needed in this situation. What was going on for me? What was going on inside me? Not pushing it down and resisting it, but saying, okay, what's coming up for me? What's happening? How am I feeling? Um, like what's going on? And ignoring those of others. Of just really maybe, maybe I meant like not even thinking about somebody else's just really focusing on yourself in that moment and focusing on you and what you need and not allowing somebody else's emotions to affect you or to really pull you in or somebody else's thoughts or perceptions to pull you in, but saying, I need to focus on me right now and this is what I need to do. So by walking away from the situation, spending time alone, uh, doing all of those things um, and then meditation. So what I did that evening was I meditated. I was like, I need to meditate. So I did uh, if you don't have the Insight Timer app, Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, Timer, it's an app, download it, free meditations, that's amazing. It is It is the only meditation app that I use and I'm obsessed with it. Insight Timer, I searched for a grounding meditation that was about, I think it was 11 minutes and I sat outside because I wanted to be grounded. So I wanted to sit and put my feet physically on the earth and ground myself. And that's what I did. And I just found peace and calm and just grounded myself and spent time in that meditation, closed my eyes, focused on my breath, um, 
allowed the thoughts in my head to happen because when things like that happen and you get triggered and your buttons get pushed, thoughts are going to happen. So by meditating, I wasn't ignoring the thoughts, but I was realizing that they were there, but I wasn't allowing those thoughts during that meditation to control me. And I always like to think of it, and a lot of meditations will have you visualize your thoughts this way of visualize your thoughts as clouds and they are in your mind and they just float by. Like they're there, recognize it, it's there. It's great that they're there, but then just let them just keep on going and float by and see what's next. I think the one that I listened to actually talked about a conveyor belt, or maybe that was another one recently. Your thoughts are on a conveyor belt. What thoughts do you want to pull down? And what thoughts do you want to leave on the conveyor belt? It doesn't mean they're not there and they don't exist, but which ones do you want to focus on? So that's always a nice visual too. But just in that meditation of really grounding myself and focusing on my breath and kind of getting out of those thoughts and overanalyzing situations. Because when we're triggered and we're pushed and we react emotionally, I don't know about you, but um, I can overanalyze. Should I have done it differently? Should I have done it this way? Um And I know a lot of other people that can overanalyze and then you worry about what's going to happen next and what are they going to say? And then how's this conversation going to go? And these are all things that are out of your control that when you allow your thoughts to kind of control you, you, you can go down that rabbit hole and it's not a fun rabbit hole uh, to go down. So really taking your thoughts and just saying, oh, it's just a thought. Let's let it go. Let's focus on your breath um, or whatever that meditation is asking you to do. So I meditated, I grounded myself, I had to find, you know, literally solid ground to just sit and be with myself. Um, Feeling the emotions within my body. So this is the next thing I did was, where did I feel the emotions? For me, it was my heart was racing. When I think about the situation, where do I feel it in my body? Is it a sick, sinking feeling in my stomach? Um, It's usually a heaviness in my chest, my heart races. Um... I get very tight. My shoulders get tight. I can kind of feel my shoulders come up. So what is the physical reaction? And everybody's different. So whatever situation you're in, but allowing yourself to feel those emotions. And I think this ties in with the not running away and hiding, not ignoring of maybe you're walking away from the situation, but you're not hiding. You're allowing yourself to feel those emotions and physically, what do those emotions feel like to you? And just And giving yourself grace and not saying that those emotions or those feelings are right or wrong because they're not. They just are. They are what they are. And then allowing yourself and giving yourself grace to say, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. It's okay that I'm angry and I'm overwhelmed and I'm upset and I'm frustrated. I'm sad. Whatever those feelings are, it's okay to feel them. And just allowing yourself to feel those emotions and to recognize them and to acknowledge them. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to change them or shift them or whatever. I'm asking you to just be with them and to know that whatever you're feeling is okay because those are your emotions and those are your feelings and those are totally acceptable, whatever they are. And that goes for any situation within your life. Your emotions are yours and no one can tell you how you feel or don't feel or how you should or shouldn't feel. So there's my little PSA for the moment. Uh, the next thing was journaling. So going to bed that night, I really went to bed and had a really great night's sleep. And I believe it's because I did all of these things. I grounded myself. I meditated. I felt the emotions. I really went through the process. And my husband and I talked about a lot. Like we had a lot of conversation about what had happened. Um, 
that afternoon and we really had a lot of conversation. So it was, again, not ignoring it and not running away from it um, and really being open and saying, I, I feel funny saying I'm happy that I yelled and got really angry, but it made me feel um, proud and happy that I did these things or that I stood up for myself, you know? So the next morning, I woke up and I, I journaled. Um, I actually pulled, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen that I pulled some cards on Sunday morning and pulling cards, Oracle cards, is not something I do often. I usually do it when I'm really in a space of uh, uncertainty or I'm worried or just feeling a lot of emotion and I'm not sure what to do. I just sometimes need that little bit of guidance and that little bit of help. So I pulled these cards and I journaled and I really just got my emotions out. And it was after, you know, a good night's sleep. And, uh, I woke up, um, it was this morning. Was it this morning? I don't even know. Oh my God. I can't even remember. No, it was yesterday morning. <laughs> like I don't even remember when it was. It was yesterday morning, but uh, I woke up and I just, I just wanted to journal and write. I actually ended up waking up early, um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go do this. I had some quiet time before the kids got up and I just got my emotions out. And if you've ever, never done um, like a brain dump journaling where literally you just go and write and it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be clear. It's just you getting your emotions out from your head and onto a piece of paper. It is for me, one of the most therapeutic things I ever, could have ever done for myself or that I ever do for myself. It was something I did very heavily about a year and a half ago when I wanted to leave work and I didn't know what was going on. Journaling was, it was truly like my savior. I would just sit and write and journal. And it was my way initially of really tapping into my emotions and really just feeling what I was feeling within my body. And, and journaling really helped me to do that. So I don't do it nearly as often as I did. But when I get in moments like this, I'm like, that's what I, I just need to write this out. And then writing it out, you can gain a lot of clarity and um, you can go through steps and go through emotions and think things through. And it's just extremely therapeutic. So Anytime you get a chance to really do a good brain dump journal when you're stressed out or overwhelmed or, or upset or angry, or you're feeling a really big emotion, journal it out. And the last thing I did, so I told you I pulled some Oracle cards. Um, and if you don't know anything about Oracle cards, they're literally, so I have two decks. One is goddesses. It's goddess guidance. And the other one is archangel, uh, Oracle cards. And, there's nothing negative in them. They're not like tarot cards where they read your future or whatever. They they just give you little guided messages. And the message that I was getting uh, coming through there was letting go and asking for guidance of really being able to let go and hand things over to a greater power. For me, that greater power is universe. It's God. It's, you know, of just saying, okay, this is where I've come. This situation is out of my control. This is what I've come to realize. I need a little guidance on the next steps that I need to take. And it was truly just saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where I need to go, but this is how I'm feeling. And I'm just going to ask for guidance. And that's what those cards were able to do for me. And I have them here. Um, I might be able to pull them out for you really quickly. I think I still have them on top. Um, but yeah, it was just... Um, yeah, so no, they're not ones, you know, a lot of it was, you know, put your truth, leap of faith, divine passion, don't back down. Um, that's really the messages I got. So I don't want to go into those cause it's not, 
truly, truly irrelevant. But, but the message I was getting uh, was just to let go and surrender. And so then what I did is I just, I got on my phone or I got on my laptop, whatever it was. And I started just looking up um, surrender. How do I let go? How do I surrender? Or how do I deal with um, when you're feeling disrespected? Uh, and I just kind of started searching for things. And I, I had this uh, push to go to Gabby Bernstein's website. So if you don't know anything about Gabby Bernstein, she's amazing. She's an amazing spiritual teacher. Look her up, read her books. Uh, I can only think of universe has your back right now. Oh, spirit junkie universe has your back judgment detox. Uh, anything, anything by Gabby Bernstein. She's amazing. And she's very true and authentic and real life. It's, it's incredible. But I went to her website and I just kind of started doing a search. And that's where I got the message of let go of control, ask for guidance. And in one of her articles was a prayer that just basically was helping to hand it over. Um, and then I, I'm feeling drawn now to read her book of uh, the judgment detox of like, I feel like that's the right next step. Uh, I tried to read it a few months ago. It wasn't the right time. I started it, didn't feel right. So I think I'm going to end up picking that book back up once I finish with the ones I have now, but really just saying, I'm just going to hand this over that it's okay to have these judgments that this is what this is. And okay, now I'm just going to hand it over to, to God and the universe to say, just guide me in the next step that I'm supposed to take and to really let go of that control. And I think that's the hardest part here of is the letting go of control and just letting the universe kind of guide you and push you and show you the right way or, um, and the universe and God can show you those things by, um, like a song on the radio or a message you get from somebody or, you see, you know, you see a word or you just kind of feel a push to go look for something, how I just felt the need to say, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to Gabby Bernstein's website. She's probably got something good on there. And I just felt drawn to do that. So it's those kind of little nudges and instincts that you get uh, where you let go of control and you just kind of let the universe kind of guide you and you just have to follow those nudges. That's really what it is. And one of the other things that I really started looking into uh, yesterday morning was being assertive of how do I be assertive? Because I didn't, I I was so glad that I stood up for myself, but I didn't like the way that I did it. It felt very aggressive. It felt very uh, defensive and I didn't want to be that way. So how do I assert myself without being overly aggressive? Because I don't want to just sit down and, you know, let somebody walk all over you. And I think this is a tough place to be in. And I think this is a another podcast episode, but you don't want to sit down and allow somebody to walk all over you. But at the same time, you don't want to, you know, bluntly to say, be a complete bitch. So you want to be able to be assertive. And I actually have a whole bunch of notes on what it means to be assertive and how to clearly state um, what you want and to be very confident, to be very clear. And um, one of the definitions was clearly and respectfully communicate your wants, needs, positions, and boundaries to be firm without being rude Um, And it does not make demands of others. Um, It does not lash out uh, if requests are not met and asking for what we need, but balancing our own needs with those of others. And that's what being assertive is. And this feels like the right next step to say, okay, how do I, how do I handle this situation that I'm in where I'm being assertive, where I'm saying, this is what I need, but also being open to hearing their needs and knowing that if things start to escalate, if I'm feeling over emotional to just walk away from the situation and start over another time um, until I can fully get control of my emotions. Cause that's where the hard part comes in of when things start to escalate, what do I do within that moment when my emotions just completely explode? And that's why I really wanted to sit down and 
do some of this research and really kind of think about what I wanted this uh, kind of response to what had happened to look like so that it came across in a way um, that was clear because that's where I've really struggled in the past when when I've been um, attacked or triggered or you know, literally poked, <laughs> poked and prodded until I just totally blew up. It was because I couldn't clearly communicate uh, how I was feeling, my wants, my needs, my emotions. Uh, I really struggled with that. And that's one thing I know that I truly want to learn is how to communicate my needs, my wants, my feelings, my beliefs, but then also being open to the other person and saying, okay, but being assertive without being aggressive or passive. So it's really the struggle, but I feel like that was the lesson I need to learn. And I don't say need it because I'm still learning it, uh, that I need to learn from this situation to, to take this and put it into action is my next step. But before I even got to, before I even got to what I wanted to, to take as the next step, I literally went through these seven things, focusing on the positives, walking away from the situation, not running away and hiding, meditating, feeling the emotions within my body, journaling, and then letting go of control and asking for guidance. I couldn't get to the guidance part without doing all of these other steps first. And I think that's the most important part is, and that that's really where the let go of control comes in because what we want to do is we just want to take control and we just want to take the bull by the horns and make things happen. And sometimes we need to take a step back. And we need to let go and we need to allow that guidance to come to us so that we know the next steps to make. And it's hard to hear that guidance. It's hard to hear that message or that push when we're constantly already pushing ahead that we need to pull back and slow down. And all of, you know, these six steps before I even let go was me slowing down, me pulling back, me feeling the emotions, me working through it all, um, from the inside before I could take the action on the outside. And that's that's what this is all about. So when you're pushed, your buttons are pushed, you're triggered, how do you act? You go internal first. And then you figure out and you let go and you wait to see or you ask for guidance and you say, what's the next best step to make? And you wait until you feel the nudge or you see the book that maybe you need to read that's going to help you out or the article that you want to read or whatever it is kind of comes in front of you and you're like, oh, I'm going to read into this. And it kind of takes you down a space of this is what I need to do. And actually this, whatever actually also happened that morning was um, I read that Gabby Bernstein article. I did research on um, being assertive and setting boundaries. And I also listened to a podcast that I'd been sitting on for a while not a while, like a week, <laughs> which for me is a long time. Um, but I just hadn't been listening to it. Like I'd see it in my feed and I'm like, nah, I don't feel like I need to listen to that. And I don't believe I listened to it yet because I was going, I needed that message yesterday. And I listened to that podcast yesterday morning. And uh, so all of these pieces kind of came together in a very synchronistic, beautiful way. Um, so again, saying we learn our biggest lessons from experiences that happen to us. So Things truly do happen from a reason, for a reason. We don't might not know what that reason is. It might not be pretty. It might not be nice, but this is where we learn our lessons. And then we can take them forward into when these situations happen again. Because as we all know, life isn't beautiful rainbows and unicorns all the time. It's hard and it takes work. And we have to be willing to put in the work in order to see the results. And the work starts with 
in us first. It starts inside first before anything happens um, externally. So again, I'm going to read through the, I guess, seven steps is what it turns out, not step, well, steps, but seven things uh, after somebody pushes your buttons or you react in a certain way where you're triggered. Focus on the positives, find gratitude. Number two, walk away from the situation. Number one, don't run away and hide. Again, that's very personal to me. That may or may not suit you. Uh, Number four, meditation, grounding. Number five, feeling the emotions within your physical body. Number six, journaling. And number seven, letting go of control and asking for guidance. So I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode today. I hope you found value in it. Um, Yeah. And I hope uh, if, again, reminder about the masterclass coming up on if you work from home, work part-time, are going to be home with your kids and you're, you need to find a way to manage work and kids and to actually enjoy the summer with your kids where they're not TV zombies and you are not glued to your phone trying to do work while you're with them and you're looking for a way to efficiently manage your schedule, your time, and your energy to get the most out of your summer. If that's you, join me for the masterclass. More information is coming out uh, within the next few days, but if you want... Uh, To make sure you're the first one to be notified, just DM me on Instagram, message me on Facebook, uh, send me an email, let me know, just give me your email address. Or if you're already on my email list, awesome, you'll be notified as soon as registration is open for the masterclass. And the Stepping Up Mastermind uh, opens up at the end of June. So keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Okay, everybody, have a great great rest of your day or whatever you're doing or a great rest of your week. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a great one. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.